0: Hey, Hit Factory listeners, this is Aaron. If you're enjoying and want even more Hit Factory, including the entirety of this episode, consider becoming a patron of the show at patreon.com slash hitfactorypod. For just $5 per month, you'll get access to our premium biweekly episodes, bonus episodes, interviews, polls, and a lot more. Thanks for listening and supporting. There's a way that this movie... Yes, kind of pathologizes Tom. You kind of get a sense of like where he's coming from. You see the ways in which he feels scorned by Dickie and and how that erupts into violence. Uh, But there's also like a way that this movie sort of implicates the audience with all of the sort of luxury and grandeur that it presents. We sympathize with Tom because we want him to hold on to the things that he's gotten because... We also fetishize those things as an audience.
1: We, you know, talk a lot about um, the films of 1999, kind of questioning artifice and understanding that there's like something wrong, but maybe not quite able to articulate what's wrong. And this definitely falls under under that uh, thesis nicely. But what I noticed on this watch more than I ever have before and I think now have a little bit more of the language to describe it is the way that this movie is playing with the dialectic between modernism and postmodernism. Mm-hmm. And if we take a step back and think about modernism as we understand it not just artistically but sort of in broad societal terms there is a sort of forward-looking optimism um This idea of ascension is very prevalent in a modernist project. This idea of sort of like class climbing. And even if we're not articulating class struggle, there is there is an animating conceit within modernism of upward movement, upward and outward. Mm -hmm. This movie takes place at sort of the tail end of modernism. Prior to a lot of postmodern thinkers and artists coming in and realizing like that is all a lie. And not only does postmodernism recognize that that is a lie, but that oftentimes that ascension is one through violence. Yep. And within that understanding I look at Dickie, and I see a postmodern man.
0: I mean, exemplified in specifically his taste in art, too. Like, w- what do we find out about him from the, the very beginning of the movie? His favorite kind of music. He's he's obsessed with jazz, right? His father, uh, played by James uh, Rebhorn, I think, James Rebhorn, uh, hates it. Tom doesn't understand it. He listens to classical music. He listens to opera, right? And has to study to figure it out. And even though we're not really so sure that he likes it, right? He just is doing it to try to get into Dickie's head. But Dickie is challenging the status quo with an art form that is del- like very specifically like in that kind of postmodern mode, right? Of challenging the conventions of something.
1: Yeah. And and Tom's belief, Tom's entitlement almost that he has to this class ascension is one that you can look at it and say that's ignorant. Um, but I think what instead it embodies is the, the guys, the sort of intoxicating guise of that promise that a yeah. lot of the American dream has been born out of. And Dickie's cynicism is reflective of an understanding that like you, you can pantomime, but you can't actually ascend. You yeah. can't be where I am. Mm. You will always be who you are and what you are, which is the thing like we're trained not to believe.
0: Right. It's it's the exact, uh, it's antithetical to the American dream, right? Which is, which is his whole thing that he embodies. Is yes. By any means necessary. Yes. Cli- climbing the ladder.
1: Yep. A thousand percent.